0: This podcast is part of the project, Agri in the Capitals, funded by the IMCAP programme of the European Union. The content of this podcast represents the views of the author only and is his, her sole responsibility. The European Commission does not accept any responsibility for use that may be made of the information it contains.
1: Hello and welcome to this special edition of the Euractiv's AgriFood Podcast. I'm Gerardo Fortuna. And I'm Natasha Fett. And this week we're taking you on a tour of seven of Europe's capitals to hear about their Common Agricultural Policy strategic plans.
0: So back at the beginning of the year, the world was a very different place. The biggest issue in the agri-food sector was the submission of the Common Agricultural Policy Strategic Plans, through which member states uh, will explain how they intend to meet the objectives of the new CAP reform. Now, of course, the war in Ukraine has shaken this up and changed this completely. We're in the midst of a food crisis, and it's easy for all things CAP to kind of take a bit of a back seat.
1: But these plans will still shape the course of the common agricultural policy over the next five years, so we shouldn't take our eye off the ball. Moreover, the war has actually played an important role in reshaping these CAP plans, with the European Commission uh, asking member states to adapt their plans in consideration of the new geopolitical context.
0: So with that being said, let's take a closer look at a few of these plans across seven member states, starting with France, which in between holding the reins of the current EU rotating presidency and dealing with a recent change of agricultural ministers in the middle of the fallout of the Ukraine war, is currently working on a second draft of its national strategic plan. Hugo Struner over in New Active France explains more.
2: In this new system, a large Part of the direct aid will be conditional on environmental efforts. But for environmentalists, the conditions are not demanding enough. Farmers receive the same aid, whether they are in organic farming or with the uh, HVE label whose specifications are much less demanding. Thus, many large farms will be able to have this eco-regime without changing their practices. This is what the European Commission reproached France for in its letter dated uh, 31 March. It had advised France to differentiate the levels of remuneration uh, in order to reward the most virtuous practices.
0: So, what do we know about what France's new version of its national strategic plan will look like?
2: The new NSP should be modified to comply with certain European regulations, for example, the, the conditionality of the ecoregime aid. The rest is political, he said. With the arrival of the new Minister of Agriculture and now of Food Sovereignty, is a change, of course possible. France has an opportunity to go beyond the minimum set by the European regulation and to implement the ecological planning promised by Emmanuel Macron, as uh, the collective for another CAP explains. Except that, things are also moving in Brussels. While the Commission asked France to promote the implementation of crop rotation, European Union Council shared by Mark Feno and the Commissioner of Agriculture agreed to suspend the crop rotation obligation for uh, the 2023 campaign. Will the obligation of crop rotation and the maintenance of at least 4% of non-productive areas be included in the next version of the NSP, nothing is less certain. With the draft in France over the past few weeks, the new minister could include measures for better water management in the NSP, recommendations that were already included in the commissions letter at the end of March. So there is a lot of, Uncertainty. What is certain is that the debates are not over.
1: So lots of issues remain up in the air in France, but let's go now to Germany, which has seen a number of interesting developments over the past weeks. Your active Germany's Julia Dam has more.
3: Because Germany received its feedback from the European Commission on its plan, so this observation letter it's called, uh, in which the Commission actually raises lots of points a whole range of criticisms, and many of them relate to environmental and climate uh, goals, the ambition uh, in terms of sustainability of the German plan. So it's all about Green Deal uh, implementation, so implementing this uh, EU flagship sustainability strategy, which the Commission thinks Germany isn't doing enough. Now you might think that this uh, wide ranging criticism is something that Germany and the German ministry wouldn't be too happy about, but actually the criticism is quite welcome for Germany's farm minister, Jem Estemir, who's a green, because the plan was largely drawn up, drawn up by his conservative predecessor. So now this com- this criticism actually gives him uh, an opportunity to go and criticize his predecessor, while it also gives him more scope to still tweak some, uh, some things and put his own stamp on the plan, kind of. Um, and secondly. Uh, the, the Commission's criticism also aligns with the political priorities of the Greens, uh, of which the is part, uh, and their plans for agricultural policy, uh, because obviously you can, you can imagine that more environmental and climate ambition is something that the Greens are uh, happy about and that they want to do. So the minister can use this now to kind of drive forward his political agenda. Um, at the same time, though, there's quite some time pressure for finalising the plan, uh, because it's supposed to come into force from 2023 on. So I think we can expect um, changes, but nothing too drastic, because there's there's just no time for that.
0: It seems as well that the Ukraine war is playing an important role in changing the course of Germany's CAP plan. The other thing is
3: this debate about the impacts of the Ukraine war and whether Uh, The CAP strategic plan should be changed in light of this. And here's something uh, Germany has proposed to the European Commission is that um, the new rules on crop rotation, which are a bit stricter than the existing ones, should be delayed by one year. So in practice, what this means is that farmers who are growing wheat on a field currently um, could grow wheat again on it next year. And this is meant to enable Europe to grow more wheat in the face of the Ukraine war. And the ministry has also said that in this process of addressing the commission feedback on the German plan, uh, it will keep in mind the question of food security.
0: So over to Europe South now to hear about Italy's CAP plan from Euractiv's very own Gerardo Fortuna.
1: That's me. So, uh, yeah, we're moving to Italy, starting with the most typical of Italian cliché, which is?
0: Mm, which is? There's, there's plenty to choose from. I don't know which we're we going for.
1: Self-confidence, of course. Oh, OK. <laughs> because at the May's Agrifish Council, Italy's Farm Minister Stefano Pattonelli. A meeting with the EU Agriculture Commissioner Janusz Wojciechowski, and after the bilateral, he told the reporters that he was convinced that Italy's national strategic plan will be ready by the end of July. So the, uh, he expects uh, to transmit an updated version of the plan um, by summer, before the end of the summer, actually. Um, but it's not the first time, uh, actually, Italy has been so self confident. With the national strategic plan, for instance, when they sent the first draft, draft, uh, Patuanelli commented that he didn't think that there would be wide-ranging objections from the commission. It wasn't really like this, because the commission, of course, um, sent its observation reproaching Italy, in particular, for the distribution of subsidies. Uh, which were considered unbalanced in favour of the livestock farms of the Po Valley, but also uh, for the lack of ambition in terms of environmental protection. And um, the Commission also complained about Italy's decision to consider the entire national territory as a single administrative region for the purpose of direct payment. So the the Italian territory is not divided in regions, but in a unique uh, region. Uh, And in the government's view, this choice ensures a balanced income aligning uh, with the sectoral needs. But if I might uh, uh, have a guess, uh, I would say that this will be a bone of contention in the negotiations to come.
0: So what is actually in this plan?
1: Yeah, the main objectives of the plan are to enhance the competitiveness of the agricultural system from a sustainable perspective and, of course, strengthen the resilience and the vitality of rural areas so to achieve this the plan actually earmarks 10 billion for environmental practices including organic farming uh, animal welfare and, and uh, new risk management tools but at the same time another interesting point is the is that 10% of the national envelope, uh, envelope is allocated to redistributive support uh, so th- it focuses the attention on small and uh, and uh, medium sized farms
0: and there's also this proposal coming from Italy in terms of flexibility.
1: Yeah, indeed. Italy is putting, actually, it's it's already in March, they already put forward this proposal for a flexible entry into force of the cap reform, which at the beginning raised uh, a few eyebrows uh, among the, the other bloc's agricultural ministers, but then uh, Patuanelli and the agriculture minister um, clarified the Italy request which was basically, um, which was involving an adjustment uh, to the plans uh, in order to safeguard the Green Deal objectives in farming. So basically, Italy thinks that uh, the entire um, uh, architecture of the agricultural policy is at stake because of the market disruption caused by uh, the war in Ukraine. So for Patuanelli, if we grant greater flexibility in 2023, exactly like it happened in 2021, 2022 during the pandemic, this could prevent the need for changes in the national strategic plan. So basically, if we postpone uh, by six months or one year the entry into force of the common agricultural policy, Italians think that this won't affect uh, the uh, overall uh, scheme, the overall architecture of the common agricultural policy. Uh, and all the major um the major um, achievement that it's supposed to uh, reach. But uh, at the same time, Patonelli said that he doesn't think that there are many margins to achieve this, but uh, it, it is what he felt like proposing rather than questioning the EU objectives.
0: And staying in Europe South, um, we're going to move over to Greece now, where the main focus of its CAP plan remains firmly on supporting agricultural income and also fair distribution of payments. So, Euractive
4: Greece's Georgia Karagianni explains more. Through the new CAP, Athens wants to revive the sector, which has hit hard by a 10-year economic crisis, as well as the pandemic. Some of the most important policy measures that included in the Greek proposal are measures to support agricultural income and ensure food security with a further distribution of payment entitlements, also making use of the new instrument of redistributive support. Measure also to contribute to addressing the climate crisis and protecting the environment, and to attract new farmers and facilitate business development in rural areas. There are also measures to promote cooperative and collective organization of producers to improve their position in the value chain. And measures to strengthen market orientation and increase competitiveness with a greater emphasis on linking research, education, training and advisory services for the introduction of innovation and the digitalization of the primary sector. And last but not least, to improve the responsiveness of agriculture to society's demands for safe, nutritious and sustainable food to reduce food waste and animal welfare.
1: Greece, like elsewhere in the EU, suffers from a problem of generational renewal. So, how to get young people interest in the farming sector?
4: The government wants to exploit the new cap to attract young people in the sector and, above all, improve farmers' position in the value chain. A key element in this direction is market-oriented measures aiming to increase competitiveness. However, there are some controversies as regards the submitted plan it seems overhead costs still pose a challenge for Greek breeders.
0: And how will the Ukraine war reshape Greece's CAP
4: plan? Based on the comments received on Greece's national, uh, national strategic plan, there is need to adapt the strategic plan to the newest circumstances created by the war in Ukraine. Since when it was submitted, this event with its significant consequences, including in the agri-food sector, had not yet occurred. The war in Ukraine has triggered the political reflexes of both our government and the EU so that we can immediately and effectively provide sustainable solutions to critical issues, as Greek Agri-Minister Mr Georgios Georgadas told to Reactive Greece. This includes topics such as energy autonomy and renewable energy, the reduction of input costs via investments in new and digital technologies, promoting the collective organization of producers to strengthen their position in the value chain, and expanding financial and risk management tools to protect producers' income in relation to unforeseen exogenous crises, including economic, environmental, and epidemiological, etc.
1: Let's now head over to Slovakia, where active. Slovakia's Marian Koren has more about Slovakia's observational letter. According to the latest information, Slovakia
5: has finally received an observational letter from the European Commission regarding its CAP strategic plan What we do know now is that the Commission has more than 300 comments to it, uh, of which 27 are perceived as key issues or elements. The number of comments uh, does not differ much from the assessments received by other member states. However, the difference is that the public in Slovakia does not yet know what are the main reservations on the part of the European Commission as the Slovak strategic plan uh, and or the observation letter is not yet published on its website and apart from our strategic plan, only four other member countries are still missing there. But what it makes it worse is that the assessment has not yet been published by the Slovak ministry either, so in June, six months from the start of the new programming period, we can only guess uh, what the Commission is proposing to Slovakia to change in its subsidy plan and this of course increases the uncertainty between the farmers and other stakeholders because the time for the next important steps in the preparation of the new programming period is running out very quickly the later farmers find out the details of the negotiations between the ministry and the commission as well as the details of the design of the new subsidy schemes uh, the less time farmers will have to prepare for them for the upcoming season. And therefore, it is possible that they will increase their, their pressure to postpone the wool reform.
1: Of course, uh, as always, there's also ground for controversies, particularly the ones linked with the disruption caused by the war in Ukraine.
5: Uh, as for the biggest controversies uh, at the moment it is certainly the green architecture of cab reform and it causes uh, that farmers fear most right now and the concern and these concerns uh, have grown since the outbreak of war in ukraine that's why the largest agricultural organization together with colleagues from other member states is trying to convince the european commission to postpone its environmental requirements and adjust the green goals uh, linked either to uh, cab reform or linked to the farm to fork strategy arguing that this could endanger slovakia's food security so for example they are asking exceptions from crop rotation or exceptions from the planned eco schemes we asked our ministry this week, how the Russian aggression in Ukraine would further affect design and objectives of the strategic plan. plan. And we also asked whether Slovakia would use the option to transfer part of the cap money from the second pillar to drop Russian energy imports. Uh, as it is featured in the commission's Repower EU initiative, Uh, And the ministry told EURACTIO that it will not propose such a transfer. And while this will be the collective decision of the government cabinet, I do not expect such a move because it would increase the anger and dissatisfaction of farmers and all food producers and people from rural communities. However, the ministry has acknowledged that it will respond somehow to rising fertilizer prices and repower EU targets in its strategic plan but has not yet offered more details to it.
0: Over to Europe's east now uh, with Poland, where Bartosz Szyanowski has more about what's going on with the Polish cap plan.
6: 52% of Poland's area is farmland and 85% is rural. As many as 15 out of 38 million Poles live in rural areas. For a large part of Polish society, the European provisions on agri-food and agriculture are naturally important, covering not only their work, but also other areas of life. On December 22nd last year, Poland officially submitted to the European Commission its strategic plan for the Common Agricultural Policy. The Polish government is now waiting for the plan to be accepted by the commissioners. It is estimated that the project will be approved in the second half of 2022 and will start to be implemented from 2023. In the official government communication, we read that the plan will support the sustainable development of Polish farms, the processing sector, and the improvement of living and working conditions in small rural, rural villages. Assistance will include competitive agriculture, ensuring long term food security, environmental protection, including biodiversity, will be supported and strengthened, and the socio economic structure of rural areas will be reinforced. However, the program is controversial. As many as 4.5 thousand comments on the content of the draft were collected during the public consultations carried out during its creation. Most proposals for changes concerned ECHO schemes, financing of the LEADER program, other direct payments, in particular production-linked payments and redistribution payment, definition of an active farmer, intervention in the beekeeping sector intervention for quality systems, valuable habitats and endangered species in rural areas, intervention for land consolidation and support for the development of rural infrastructure, pointed out the Deputy Minister of Agriculture Anna Gębicka. Polish agriculture faces many problems. High prices, problems with water rent retention, desertification of the environment and everything indicates that soon there will be problems connected with the war in Ukraine. So far, however, we have not heard much about the CAP projects being adapted to this situation.
1: And now over to Ireland, whose CAP plan has received quite a lackluster response by the European Commission. Natasha Foote has more.
0: Yeah, Ireland's CAP plan aims at being farmer-friendly and fair, with a uh, more focus on achieving climate and environmental outcomes, while at the same time ensuring a fair treatment of all farmers, Um, but the European Commission's observation letter to Ireland was not very impressed with its efforts, I think it's fair to say. Um, So while it noted the plan had potential, it also had its fair share of criticisms. Most of all, the observation letter calls Ireland's level of climate and environmental ambition into question, saying it has doubts about the effective contribution of the CAP strategic plan to the general CAP objective on environmental protection, which is one of the three overarching CAP objectives. The Commission also criticised gaps in the plan on emissions reduction in Irish agriculture and is pushing Ireland to kind of explain how it will fill these gaps. So according to the Commission, the plan also does not address the need to improve uh, sequestration from forest and woodland, has a number of criticisms also around extensifying livestock rearing, cutting nutrient use and also improving soil quality. Um, on biodiversity, the Commission's also called into question Ireland's target of 30% by 2030 for agricultural habitats to show improvement, saying this is just not ambitious enough. So for many of these points, Ireland's actually focusing on a range of strategies that are outside of the cap, but the Commission is unconvinced by this and says it needs to see more details about what these will entail. So the letter states that further improvements and more ambition are required for the commission to approve this cap plan. Also, in the context of the uh, Russian war on Ukraine, the commission also urged Ireland to consider interventions that will help it reduce its dependency on fossil fuels and other externally sourced inputs to preserve the production capacity and viability of farms in Ireland. So overall as you said at the beginning there, Gerardo, a pretty lacklustre reception of Ireland's plan in Brussels, and it's yet to be seen how Ireland plans to address these issues before its next submission.
1: So that's all from us, uh, with thanks to Euroactive's network for their contribution to this podcast, and of course to Evie Chiori for its production.
0: Be sure to subscribe to our agri Brief and our agri podcast, so that you don't miss the latest news from the EU. I'm Natasha Foote, thanks so much for listening, and see you next week.